Welcome back to Cruise News and Booze. I'm Molly. And I'm Caleb. And this is Happy Hour. Where we sit down, have a drink, and talk about all things cruise related. Uh, This is a super exciting episode this week because we have finally taken the plunge and we have upgraded our podcast setup. So part of that was us transitioning away from the video format and moving just to an audio format. We got uh, some upgraded gear and um, we're excited to really dig in deep this week. Hopefully there's a big difference in the audio format for you all and it sounds a little bit better. And we don't sound like we're underwater or whatever you want to, the other one sounded like. So let's, uh, let's hop into it. What do you think? Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. So any cruise news you got that we're really going to cover over this week, Molly? Um, as far as cruise news for the week, it's been kind of a quiet week in the, uh, cruising industry. Nothing extremely crazy going on. Thank goodness. Everyone stayed aboard ships as far as we can tell. Quiet is good. Yes. Quiet is good in the cruise industry. I know that the biggest thing I think going on this week was Royal Caribbean launched the, you can start booking the star of the seas now. Yeah. So Icon obviously is nearing its maiden voyage. I think it's like 50 some days at this point. Yeah, it's getting real close. And so they they decided to go ahead and release the bookings for star of the sea. And that kind of sets up like what we're going to be talking about um, this week. And that is cruise pricing, specifically Royal Caribbean's cruise pricing. Yeah, and I would say specifically for Icon and Star of the Seas, I feel like their other ships are pretty consistent on their pricing. Like, it hasn't really fluctuated that much. Um, The biggest shock really was, you know, it started when Icon came out and people saw the pricing for that. Uh, which was much higher <laughs> yeah. than other cruise ships. And it seems to be consistent. Uh, they're going the same way with Star. So it really is is kind of blown my mind with these prices that they're coming out with. And I get that they've spent you know billions of dollars on these cruise ships. And so they've got to recuperate that cost from somewhere. And I mean, who better than the passengers that are cruising on the ship to make it up from? Yeah, absolutely. I know before, um, you know, the cruise sh- before Icon released its pricing, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, since there's so many people on it, you know, they'll say uh, quantity, uh, you'll make up for, you know, pricing. But uh, clearly they're going to go with uh, high prices and more people. Well, and I was thinking of that before we started the show today. I was really thinking about how many cruise ships are out there, and I don't know the number, and all of them hold hundreds to thousands. And an example like Icon and Star, they hold many of thousands. Yeah. And if if we're adding new ships faster than we're taking ships out of service, whether it's Royal Caribbean or any other cruise line out there, that means we're increasing the capacity every single week that cruisers can take. Yep. And if we're increasing capacity and prices also increasing at the same time, that tells me the cruise industry is in sh- extremely high demand. Yeah, I'm shocked how high it is right now. Um, I I wonder, you know, kind of what's causing this demand. I don't know if it's because of COVID. People couldn't go anywhere for a while. Um, Cruising, for the most part, is a pretty cost-effective way to travel when you think about it. Used to be. It used to be, at least. Um, (laughs) It is a, you know, everything was included, and it was a really, um, like I said, it was a really cost-effective way to travel. 
But um, these days, I don't know if it's as cost effective as it used to be. Well, and for an industry that, you know, three, four years ago was pretty much at nothing right yeah. during during COVID when everything stopped. Um, no cruises were happening. You couldn't travel anywhere. These ships were just sitting. Yep. They, they let all of their employees go back home if they were, you know, some of the workers from wherever they're from. And there was there was no revenue. These these we were I'm really surprised that some of these companies even survived. Oh, yeah, absolutely. especially like MSC and, and companies like that. that they were just getting started, really. Well, yeah. And it seems like even now, like it seems like they're just hanging on by a thread. So I'm really surprised to see, you know, these prices and, and what it is that's happening. And so for us today, we're really going to talk about just rural Caribbean's cost. Is it getting out of control? Yeah. And we're, we're really going to hone in on the two newest ships that are launching, the Icon of the Seas and the Star of the Seas, because this is where it really started to get crazy. Yeah. And I wonder, kind of like what you were saying, you know, more new cruisers are happening all the time. I'm wondering if Royal Caribbean's new ships, these revolutionary ships, have something to do with people starting to travel. Are they appealing to new cruisers to younger crowd and they're kind of drawing people into the cruising industry what do you think about that yeah well i mean let's be honest royal caribbean's marketing is on point it is right they spend uh, who knows how much money on a marketing team that puts together these extremely um engaging you know video content whether it's on social or just advertisements you see while you watch youtube or, or netflix or whatever um it's it they really do a nice job they do. with that. And I think that that's attractive, obviously, to younger generations. It makes me want to cruise with them. If I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see one of their videos, it makes you want to go. Well, I've said it before. You're a marketer's dream because every time <laughs> you look at some sort of marketing, you just fall in love with whatever it is, be it the, the shoes that you wear with the color on the bottom or scrolling through social media and finding something to that just piques your interest, right? So... You know, it, they, they are doing a really good job with that. Real Caribbean, I they do a little bit of influencer marketing. I feel like that they do a little bit with, um, you know, some of the social media influencers. Um, they don't do anything with us, but that's okay. That means we can keep our reviews, our opinions, because we're not paid to do any of this stuff. But so that that marketing is attracting that group. Now, cruising was always an old folks game, yeah. right? It was, um, you know, the canard. Right. Yeah. Suit and tie every night. You know, you got to be dressed to the T or else you get kicked out. I mean, I remember just in 2016 when, when, you know, I did my first cruise during our honeymoon, you know, and, and you almost created this fear in me of how I had to dress in order to be allowed into the dining room or, or be allowed to take part in activities on the ship. And it was kind of like fearful. Well, that those days are gone. Yeah. Like, you know, we see it, you know, we just got back from Wonder of the Seas I mean, they'll let anybody in anywhere. Yeah, they will. It's and a different... Cruising's completely changed, even just since I started cruising. Um, you know, I obviously started cruising when I was very young, and like you said, it was a very different um, experience, I guess you could say, all the way around. So, uh, you know, I think Royal Caribbean's kind of leading the charge uh, to revolutionize cruising, and I think uh, I think it's really... Good. I think it's nice to see more younger people 
cruising and that it's not just, uh, you know, an old person's game. Yeah. And I mean, the, our generation obviously is a pretty large, you know, generation right now. One of the things that, you know, our generation has kind of hung up on is, you know, the cost of everything rising, wages, not really going at the same pace. And so it's nice to see maybe, maybe a lot of our, the younger people are opting for cruising because of the cost effectiveness of the travel, because you get more bang for your buck. And so that's why we're beginning to see a real large increase in capacity or demand, I guess you would say, which means the cruise lines have to make up for that with capacity. And we even see cruise lines that historically have catered to, you know, the older crowd, right? I think about Princess and their new ship and and what it is that they're doing to try and capitalize on some of that. I mean, hell, even Carnival, you know, they've got now – I don't know how relevant Shaq is to our generation, right? But Shaq is their chief fun officer yeah, or whatever they call her. It's just a marketing, you know, ploy, obviously. It doesn't have anything to do with the company itself. They're just banking on his name, but they're they're all trying new ways to attract the, uh, you know, the clientele. We talked about this before. Real Caribbean, super vibrant colors, yeah. um, you know, very poppy. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's almost like they started their marketing after our brand. I mean, we're, we're vibrant <laughs> colors. We're, we're neon lights and poppy, right? Um, it definitely wouldn't be us taking after them. Mm. Yeah, no way, shape, or form. No way. So looking at Star of the Sea, looking at Icon of the Sea. So like you said, Icon's nearing its inaugural voyage. So I think what we're going to see with Icon is after the summer season, I think we're going to see a big drop in price. I'm hoping so since Star is coming out. I'm hoping that'll kind of divide the crowds to uh, two ships instead of just one. <laughs> yeah, so we see, I mean, it's pretty regularly happened, right? So yeah. in the Oasis class, they've got the Oasis of the Seas, they've got the Allure, they've got the Harmony, the Symphony, the Wonder, the Utopia is coming out in yep. um, 2024. All of those ships you can get for a pretty decent price. Yeah, even Utopia is pretty reasonably priced, I feel. Yeah, I mean, the only downfall of Utopia is it's just three, four-day itineraries. Right. So they're they're short, they're quick, they're, I mean, to me, four days. It's a tease, kind of. Doesn't even give you enough time to get a lay of the land of the ship. Right. Um, but it is a lower point of entry. So, you know, for somebody that, I, I mean, and we're going we're gonna to get deep into some of the pricing here yeah. in a few minutes. But for somebody that doesn't want to bite off that star of the sea or icon of the sea's price tag, the Utopia, even the Oasis class ships. Oh like yeah. It really like is Wonder. a great place to get in. I mean, I, I look at us, right? We just got back on Wonder and Wonder is what, a year? Yeah. Old, right around a year, maybe less, maybe more. Don't hold me to that. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. And it's the newest one until icon. Yeah. Well, as of today, it's the yeah. newest ship still. Um, as of recording this, it's the newest ship. Yep. But we were able to cruise on it in September. It was like, aside from all of the extras that we added to it, it was like $2,200 for both of us. Yeah. Uh, we were in a Central Park balcony. So in no way, shape, or form did we feel like we took a cheap route. No. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't book a suite. You know, we didn't book the Aqua Theater suite. We no, but we added all the extras children. that we wanted to. Yeah, but we were still able to do that cruise for just the base cruise fare of the room for less than what they're asking for Icon and Star for one person. Both of us went. Yeah. It's it's absolutely crazy. And I know, you know, cruise pricing has always been supply and demand. 
Um, you know, I found this when I was a travel agent. It, it was especially apparent then during the time of year you would go, right? It would be whether you're going during the off season, as they call it, when kids are in school or the busy season, which is, you know, the summertime or the um, holiday times, it would get, you know, vastly more expensive during those times. Well, now the supply and demand comes when it's these new ships because everybody wants to try the new ships. Well, in cruise pricing, like you said, it's dynamic. Depending on the day, you could check the same cruise every week and get a different price yep. every time. I check all the time. and It's never the same. And, they, they, and the sales, quote unquote, that they advertise are bullshit because yep. it's never really actually a sale. Because, like, they'll jack up the list price, and then they'll say, oh, it's 40% off. Yeah, Royal Caribbean always says that with their buy one, get one 50% off, but then they just raise the price. Yeah, which which it kind of pisses me off. I'd rather them just say, like, here's the price, and, and here's what it is, right? Yeah. But compared to other cruise lines in the game, compared to Carnival, um, Holland, Princess, whoever, right, whoever you want to put them up against, they don't really do sales like other companies do. No, you don't get any extras with Royal. Yeah. They're not really, I wouldn't say they're like a uh, bargain cruise line anymore. No, well, and I think about. They used about, to be on the lower end, and now I don't think they are. Yeah, and I think about like in the in modern, in the, in the world, right, in the consumer aspect of things, um, you've got brands like Apple that yeah. they don't really do a sale. Like I think around Black Friday and back to school, they offer like a, a hundred dollar gift card or something like that, but you're never gonna go in and to Apple and get a twenty percent off coupon for a MacBook Pro or or an iPhone. Now, some of the the phone carriers will entice you to sign up for their line of service and they'll give it to you for free. They're just paying for it on the back end. And I kind of think Royal Caribbean's the same way because you're really not ever actually getting a deal. You're you're better off not chasing a sale. You're better off just monitoring the price and there's tools out there that you know consumers can use to kind of monitor those prices and alert you if they go up or down um even you know during the phase of booking if you haven't um made final payment right i think you can refund and rebook or, or you know have them adjust it yeah you can have them adjust the price whatever the current price is so the the sales are are garbage other cruise line sales do a little bit better job at not enticing you with a lower fare but enticing you with things they throw in right if it's wi-fi if it's drinks you know gratuities already taken care of things of that sorts and you know i guess companies are really having a hard time competing with royal because royal doesn't have to do those yeah they don't have to do any of that to get people to go getting the highest price for that tier of cruising now there is higher tiers that do fetch higher prices that are more luxury or premium lines well there's the super premium lines but if you think about it royal caribbean's next step up in their um you know in their family of ships is celebrity speaking of celebrity yeah celebrity is their you know kind of higher end cruise line but right now the prices for celebrity are less than Royal because we are booked on um, one of Celebrity's newest ships, the Beyond. Yeah. And we got that so cheap. Dirt cheap. 
like I I almost feel like they're paying us like I want it. I they're know. not. But they're that's not, just but how cheap we it's got it. Really cheap. And I was shocked to see how cheap it was. So I think this just shows how much the demand is for Royal right now that they don't have to do anything and they can jack up their prices and people still are wanting to go. It's yeah, crazy. We we booked the newest celebrity ship. Now, okay, I can't say it's newest because I think the Excel came out already. Ascent. Ascent. Yeah, Ascent. yeah. They just announced Excel, though, That's right. which the is Ascent's exciting. That's the one that just came out. So yeah. we're, we're going on the Celebrity Beyond. We booked it before the Ascent was out. What we paid for both of us, right, for two people, it's an interior room. It's been a while since we've cruised an interior room, <laughs> but we're excited. Um, they even gave me the offer to upgrade, the, the bid to upgrade. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't take it. Um, was less for both of us on this cruise, six nights, so it's one night less than our Wonder Cruise. It was less than half of Wonder. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's the, like I said, it's the upgraded version, supposedly, of Royal. We yeah. haven't done it before, so this is kind of our first time seeing it uh, for ourselves. But I know when I, you know, was a travel agent, people would always say, you know, when they're coming to book their celebrity cruise, there's, they would be the ones that would travel with Royal and Celebrity, and they would say, okay, you know, Celebrity's the fancy version. Um, it's really, you know, the dining is supposed to be better. It's more elegant. Uh, so it kind of makes you think, what are people really looking for? Are they looking for elegance and refinement, or are they just looking for fun, excitement, the biggest, newest thing out there? Well, in that, with Royal Caribbean being able to offer their next level up brand of celebrity yep. cheaper than even some of their current older ships, Oasis class ships. Yep. It tells me that they can do it for the price that they're offering celebrity because they wouldn't sell it if they were losing money on it. It isn't no, that absolutely. time. You know, I remember right after post COVID when they just opened up, they were cruising at like 20% capacity and they were literally, it was dirt cheap. Yeah, you know that's when we went on Virgin Voyages because it was just so cheap. They're they're still making money off the celebrity cruise price. Yeah. So does that mean that they're just making that much more money off of the icon and off of the star pricing? They have to be. It's crazy to think about how much they're making per ship. I mean, I know it costs more, obviously, to run the ship. Right? It's much bigger, much more fuel, um, a lot more crew. I'm sure. They've put a lot of money in these ships. They've really added a lot of things. They've you know redone a lot of things. But at the end of the day, they're making a lot more money per person. And they're adding a lot more passengers. So I'm just going to say it. We're going on Celebrity Beyond here in a bit. And we're super excited. It's our yeah. first time on Celebrity Cruise. Um, very, very high expectations yep. going into this. I don't know why, but that's what we have. I think it's just like a buildup of excitement because we haven't done it for so long and we've wanted to. And like, you know, they're, they're kind of branded as the more high-end luxury brand. I, I hope they're on par with Virgin is kind of my thought. I hope so. They better not shit the bed. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And I, you know, when you go on a cruise like Celebrity, you're not going in with the same expectations as... Royal Caribbean, right? You're not expecting to have all these thrills as Royal Caribbean likes to brand it. 
you're not looking for slides and flow riders and ice skating. You're looking to be. I mean, I'm looking for them. I'm no, I know they're not there. But <laughs> you have I'm to look across them. down the other side of the port. Maybe oh, you'll the one see with the one. Whale tail that's covered in <laughs> soot. That one. Oh, not that one. Well, we'll do it eventually, but not yet. I don't want you to wish that juju on me. <laughs> I know we have to. All right, so let's hop into it. So let's get into it. We're, we're really talking about Icon and Star of the Seas, and we're looking at the pricing, right? So when we look at the the pricing that they've got for these cruises, and I know we've built up, you know, about 20 minutes here of just suspense of these, but it is two to three times the price that you're going to be paying to go on another cruise. So we've got some we've got some sample pricing here that we pulled up and, Molly, you want to you want to run through some of these a little bit? Yes. Yeah, because you so, know it a little better. You did the preparation. So, so the, these prices are all directly from Royal Caribbean's website. I didn't go shopping around uh, to other websites. Uh, you probably could get cheaper other places. But this is directly from Royal Caribbean. This is per person pricing, and this is interior rooms. So I wasn't going to get into all the different categories and all of that. This is just interior per person base price. So we're looking at the cheapest way that you can do this the cruise. The cheapest way on Royal Caribbean site to do this cruise. So for Icon of the Seas, the pricing, the cheapest price I saw it was $1,618 per person. Do you remember when that was? I don't remember. I didn't write down the price, uh, the uh, date. So that, that has to be out, out of season. It was probably out of season. I want to say, yeah. It was definitely out of season. Because we're looking at booking Icon September of 24. Yeah. Um, we're, we, we, we were not going to go. And we've toyed around and we've looked at many different um, cruise lines and ships and itineraries and things like that. And we finally said, you know what? We'll just do it. Yeah. For three people, we're looking at $4,500, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is crazy because you're not getting anything for it. Yeah. Well, nothing's included. It's just, no, nothing's it's included. just what it is. So. Cheapest price we could find on Icon of the Sea, $1,600 per person. So that is, and that is just your basic cruise fare. That's your basic cruise fare. That's not adding taxes and port fees. Yeah, no taxes. That's no. not adding gratuities. Yep. That's just the base price. But what really got me is when I saw the most expensive price. God, I can only imagine what this is going to be. I almost fell out of my chair when I saw this price because I couldn't believe it. For an interior room for one person, $3,110. There is no interior cruise that I've ever been on that I would say. That's worth it. It's worth $3,100. Because if you put two people in that room, that's over $6,000 for an interior room. That's not, like I said, it's not including port fees. It's not including gratuities. It's including none of that. $6,000 for a week so in an interior room? That's in, that's insane to me. Just to show up to the port and get on the ship, you're looking at $7,000. That doesn't include travel fees to get there. Nothing. No. That's like for you to step on that ship, yeah. $7,000. And that's the only promotion they have going on right now is the kids sale free, which if you have kids, okay, great. You know, it takes the cost per person down, but you still have to pay taxes and port fees on that. You still have yeah, to pay that. Which are still three, $400. Exactly. Maybe even more, whatever they list the, like, rate as that you're being taxed on. Yeah. So it's still, whether you have kids or not, it's so expensive 
just to get on this ship. And like I said, you get nothing with it. Um, now, Star of the Seas is pretty much on the same level as Icon. It's about, you know, $1,600 base. And then the most expensive I saw for that was $2,900 well, per and, person. And that was like the introductory price. That was like yeah. what initially hit the market. And that's going to fluctuate depending on demand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if demand is high, that's going to go up to Icon or, or potentially even more than Icon. Now, if demand is low, which I it don't... It won't be. Yeah, I don't yeah. see that happening. You know, it would go down. But it it really is insane. And, and you know, for everybody out there, like the... I mean, cruising is great. Cruising yeah, is a amazing. lot of fun. It is the only way that you can vacation. You pay up front. Yep. And once you get there, you don't have to worry about where you're going, how you're getting there, where you're going for dinner, who's paying for dinner. You don't have to worry about any of that. Like you literally just show up, get sloppy drunk, and somebody <laughs> drives you around. It's so true. It's like the ultimate way to to truly relax. You're not hopping from place to place. You're just, you can just sit back, relax, and uh, just enjoy the ride. But for $7,000, I could hire somebody to do that for me on a land vacation. It's crazy pricing. I don't know how. That's like $1,000 a day. You could be staying in like five-star hotels, eating the finest cuisines, and somebody... Like, literally, you just buying a tour guide for an entire week. And it makes you wonder, are people, if they're paying these prices to just get on the ship, are they able to upgrade their experience? We love to upgrade our experience. We love to either get some sort of drink package or, you know, get a specialty dining restaurant. Um, you know, we like to cruise for experience, right? Like, we're, we're doing it around times of celebration whether it's a birthday or an anniversary things like that and I think a lot of people are the same way they like to travel to celebrate different occasions and they like to upgrade their experience right so lots of times we do a specialty dining experience if it's our anniversary or birthday um, so that's another added cost on top of six thousand dollars that's, that's hard to swing. It's an interesting point, though, because if you're only spending, like when we went on the Wonder of the Seas, it was $2,200 for two people in the balcony, uh, Central Park Stateroom, Central Park, and Central Park Balcony. Do you have two main beers? Yeah, already, right? With taxes and fees included, it was $2,200 for us, too. What we spent on upgrades equated to almost the same price of the cruise. Yep. Right? So we almost doubled the price of the cruise and upgrades because we got the beverage package, the alcohol package, and we got the unlimited specialty dining. So we doubled the price of the cruise. Yep. But if the base cruise is 6000 that $2,000 upgrade is a smaller percentage of the price of the cruise. So perception may be that you're getting a better value because you're not paying, like, proportionate to the amount of yeah. the cruise and what you pay for the cruise, like, to spend $2,000 on upgrades... Most people are going to be like, "Oh, you're out of your mind. Why would you? Why would you pay the same price of the cruise just to upgrade? You could take an entire another week yeah. vacation. Whereas if it's six thousand for the base cruise, two thousand upgrades, you're like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. That's an interesting thought. I didn't think of it that way. I was thinking of total, yeah, all in. Because I know, you know, people often come to travel agents with a set budget, 
and they want to know what they can do for this price, whether, you know, however much their budget is, whether it's 5000 or 10000 they want to know what they can do for a set budget. So I guess that's how I was kind of thinking of it, but I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Well, and it's it all comes into of you're going to you're going to pick so a lot of people shop on price initially. Right. I don't know. I would say the only people that are shopping for the ship are hardcore dedicated cruisers. They know that that's the newest ship. I think your typical like cruiser that has maybe never cruised before or maybe this is their second cruise. They don't know just yet the variations of the types of ships. They don't know just yet the newest ships and things like that. So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit as former travel agent. (laughs) I think that some people for their first cruise say it is a Royal Caribbean and they just see a commercial, say, for Icon of the Seas. They're going to come to you and they say, I want to go on this ship because that's the only ship they've seen. If you try to put them on, say, Empress of the Seas, which has nothing, they're going to be like, what the heck is this? You can't put me on that. They don't (laughs) because they're going to be disappointed already. And that's assuming that they're coming to you after seeing a Royal Caribbean commercial. Right. If they come to you seeing nothing, then it doesn't matter. Because if they come to you and they say, oh, I want to book a vacation for $3,000. Right. Right. And it's me, my husband, and a kid. You're going to say MSC. Well, you know, we'll see. But you're they're they're not going to be that that customer isn't going to be as worried about what ship they're going on. Right. Because like in my experience and just people that I've now again, I'm not a travel agent. I don't have the same level of experience you do dealing with the the end consumer. It's just people that I know in passing and they hear that, you know, I've cruised before or, you know, we we've got cruise news and booze. And what I've learned is that when I ask them, oh, what cruise are you going on? They'll say, oh, it's Royal Caribbean. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the cruise line. It varies. But what ship are you going on? And a lot of times they don't really know. Or when they'll talk to me, they'll ask me about, hey, like, is, you know, $1,000 a person for a cruise on Royal Caribbean a good deal? Well. It depends. It depends. Yep. If it's the, the you know, adventure or grandeur of the sea. I mean, I think Royal Caribbean should be paying you to go on those trips, right? <laughs> Just because they're old. If it's Icon, I mean, hell yeah, it's a good deal. Jump yeah. all over. You better book it before going the price too. is crazy, right? Um, <clears throat> and so, but I mean, it, there are different perspectives, I think, right? Yeah. And we talked about earlier in the, the conversation where Royal Caribbean spends a lot of money on their marketing and that's why. They don't want a consumer to know that these old ships exist. They yeah. only want, when's the last time you saw Royal Caribbean make a commercial for Liberty of the Sea? Oh, yeah. They right? don't They don't advertise that. Even those, those are great ships. They have great features. Like, they've revamped them and, you know, added a lot of really great things to them. Um, I think the older ships are a great opportunity to get really low pricing. But you you can't go into it with the expectation that it's going to be the same as Icon or Star of the Seas. Yeah, you can. You can. You're just going to be real disappointed. <laughs> you're never going to cruise again. But No. Uh, you're, and that's the thing. I, I never want anyone to get disappointed on their first cruise because I think that there is a cruise line or a cruise ship out there for everyone. I think that if you get on the right cruise line or ship for you, you won't be disappointed. But I think that if you, you know, you get guided the wrong way or you... um 
cut corners or just, you know, skimp out a little bit, you can get on one that's just going to be really disappointing and you won't cruise again. Nobody wants that. The sound of your bar tab going up 10 bucks. Um, yeah, that's why when anybody asks me, should I take this cruise or is it, will this be a great vacation? I always ask them, like the first thing that I ask them is that what are you hoping to get out of this vacation? Yeah. <clears throat> because for, you know, somebody that may have never cruised before or they've only done a few, that's the most important part of a vacation because that's how you, you, any travel agent, and again, I'm not a travel agent, so travel agents out there, you can piss on me all you want for what I'm about to say. But as a consumer and as somebody that's, selling you a product as a travel agent, they're making commission off of you from that purchase. All they should care about is you and the experience you're going to have. Yep. They should not worry about what, what cruise line maybe has given me the biggest commission. What cruise line can I hike the bill up the highest? Yep. Um, and that that's all that matters. What are you expecting to get out of this vacation? And And usually you'll get a response like, I don't want to have to worry about anything. Right. Right. Okay, great. The next question is then who's going with you, right? Yeah. You and your wife, you and your wife and kids. How old are the kids? Are they, you know, under 10? Are they teenager age? Are they in their 20s? Right. Because those are the the questions that direct you what cruise line to pick. Yep. <clears throat> because, you know, there's something out there for everyone, like you said. Yep. And I don't think you've got to stick to a specific cruise line. There's people out there that do that. There's people out there that will not deviate. I mean, when we were on one of the seas, we went to the, um, what do they call their celebration? The, the you know, where they talk about the people with the highest status oh, on the, yeah. the cruise ship. Yep. We went to that. I mean, there were people that the had. The Crown and Anchor Society. Yeah, 1,200 nights on Royal Caribbean. Like, I was doing the math. Like, we're talking like oh, they're cruising two, three weeks out of the month every year for years. Um, yeah. Just on Royal Caribbean, right? And, and maybe that person found their cruise line. Like, maybe that's their ultimate. I'm always looking for my cruise line, to be honest. Like, I, I, I kind of always have them in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, do I, you know, is this the cruise line I want to sail on forever? Like, it's always kind of in the back of my mind because I know so many people are like that. They have just one line and they want to do it. But at the same time, I love experiencing different cruise lines. There's nothing like getting on a whole new line of cruise ships yeah but we did that conversation about like the cruise line loyalty programs being a scam they are and you don't get shit for it like and i mean you do get stuff don't get me wrong but it's things that are just have such a small value to them that it's it's worth it to me to go experience a new 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 cruise line versus feeling that i've got to be dependent to that one right because i mean None of the amenities that we found out there are, like, so impressive that we're like, this is it. Well, when you think about it, how many nights has my dad done on Holland America? And he's so excited that he got free laundry. Like, I mean, that's his excitement is free laundry. Yeah, but your dad's cheap. He is. Like, your dad, yeah, your dad's <laughs> just cheap. And so for him, anything that he doesn't have to pay for. But that's a lot of them are like, oh, I got free laundry. But it's like, okay, how much did you spend to get free laundry? Yeah, exactly. How, how many cruises did you take to get this free laundry? Like, all right, Dad, you've taken a couple world cruises now, and now they're doing $9 worth of laundry for you. Yeah, whippy freaking do. <laughs> I'd rather just pay the 9 bucks and not have to, like, exactly be stuck for that cruise line. But, you know... 
<clears throat> so there, there's something out there for everyone. And, you know, they're just like Icon of the Seas. There's people out there for that cruise. There's people out there that are paying what Royal Caribbean's asking to go on that cruise. Um, we are probably going to be one of those We're people. We're going to be one of and Because the thing is, is you want to go on these ships. Like, we want to go on and experience this. When we, So we looked between Utopia, which is another... Um, Oasis class ship. Yeah, but and we've Icon, experienced. We've it. already done it. That everything on Utopia is something we've seen before. A new class of ship is like a different cruise line. It is. Like that's how I look at it. It's exactly right. So even though these prices are insane, even though it's still Royal Caribbean, it's like a it's going to be a new experience for us. That's what that's what pushed us over the edge to go on it. Yeah. And I'm curious how many people out there that are booking Icon or that are booking Star of the Seas are doing that for the same reason? Or are they doing that because that's what they saw on the advertisement? That's what they want to go on? Or they're doing that because, well, that's what Billy Joe Travel Agent told me is, you know, that's just how much cruises are nowadays and they didn't really get a comparison. Well, I'm sure right? these these travel agents are having a field day right now. Oh, they're now. eating that up. They're... Commissions just doubled probably with yeah. these this new cruise line. So it's too bad I'm not a travel agent know, anymore. Right? I've been selling the crap out of of uh, Icon and Star. Driving to the bank in a Ferrari. <laughs> All right, so um, for these prices, you're not getting anything. <clears throat> you're getting you're crap, y- no. you just get to show up to the cruise. Um, you get the included stuff. You get the main dining room. You get the buffet. You get the the cafe promenade. You know, you you get some of the included stuff, but the Aquadome Marketplace. Don't forget that. But as we've been watching the advertisements and we've been doing research into the Icon of the Seas, um, I think that they've added more paid things to this cruise. I think that they're now. I'm just speaking in speculation here because you don't get a lot of advertisement about what's included and what's no, not. They you never, you, you never that. know that. They they want you to think everything's included. I'm curious to see what they do add a cost to on this cruise. Yeah. I'm sure that they've added more specialty dining, of course. That's what my fear is, is that they're advertising, you know, because cruise lines will advertise there's, oh, 29 places to eat at. And it's like, well, yeah, there are, but only six of them are free. Yeah. The other whatever you got to pay for, even if it's a small fee, like I refuse. It's because once you get on your ship, you don't want to get hit with a massive bill at the end of your cruise. You just want to know up front what you're paying and go from there. I mean, that was the beauty of cruising for so long is you just paid a price and you went. But now there's all these added fees. Um, And Royal Caribbean is kind of, you know, leading the way because if you look at the itineraries Icon and Star are doing... They both go to Coco Cay, which is Royal Caribbean's private island. And if anyone has been to uh, Coco Cay before, you know that there is a bunch of added fees. You remember going on with that. this place they used to have called Labity? What's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Lab- Labity was the island. Labity, I don't know her. <clears throat> yeah, Labity. Yeah, right. <laughs> New phone. Who dis? Labity was the place, was the hot thing, you know, because Coco Cay was crap. Coco Cay, before they, yeah, you know, perfect date there. it, there was nothing. I mean, like, you went there and it was just, it was all right, beach. whatever. Yeah. Labity was, like, the the place to be. And now all of a sudden, like, Labity is, like, just like you said, who this? 
Yep. Don't know her. So as you said, Coco K is another cash grab. Oh my God. And so when I remember I was a travel agent when Coco K first came out. Well, perfect day at Coco K. Perfect day at Coco K. When they added the Thrill Water Park and the balloon and the, um, what's it called? Where they, why can I not think of it right now? Zip line. Yeah. The zip line. They added all of these things. They perfect date it. And I saw the pricing for that and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Nobody's going to pay these prices. And now those prices are like a quarter of what they are now. No, yeah, the prices before. Yeah, before. Were like a quarter of what when they're charging. When it first came out now. back in the day, I thought the prices were high. And now I'm like, I I don't even know. Well, and and before what they were charging was we thought it was high. Yeah. And we didn't think anybody would take advantage of it. Nope. Yet everybody did. Yeah. Like, you saw that stupid balloon going up and down all day long. Yep. You saw the zip line zipping all day long. All day. You saw the lines at the water park. Growing. Massive. Yep. And I think it, it goes back to supply and demand. Yeah. That's the, the demand was so high. They just kept rising <clears throat> rising the prices. And the, the pricing for the activities on Coco Cay. So, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, you know, really what we're talking about. You know, anytime you're at a cruise port, you, you have the option to do excursions. So excursions are added things that you'll add to your cruise for experiences, right? Because when you go to a cruise port, they let you off usually in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The, I mean, the cruise ports outside of the main port area themselves, <clears throat> there's nothing. It's usually like a... a side piece of a, a, a island or whatever. I mean, it's they're, they're also used as cargo ports a lot of times. So that's where you're left off at. And if you want to go out and experience what that culture of the island has to share, you've either got to, you know, get a taxi, venture out on your own, be brave, you know, fight through the jungle, um, or you can book a cruise, uh, a, a short excursion, whether through the cruise line or a private company. Yep. On Coco Cay, Royal Caribbean realized... Hey, you're stuck on our island. We're not making enough money. Yeah. And if you want to do something, you're going to pay us for it. And that's what they do. And and not only do you pay them for it, it's up to them what you're going to pay for it. Yep. <clears throat> and it's the same as the the cruise ship pricing. It's supply yeah. and demand. Yeah. And uh, depending on the time of year, depending how many ships are going to be there that day, the pricing goes way up. So the pricing on Coco Cay, just for their th- their water park, which they call um, they call their... Thrill Water Park. Thrill Water Park. <clears throat> Tallest water slide in the Caribbean. And it's fun. It is I massive. I mean, they've it's a got slide. a lot going on there. I'm not going to lie. It's a nice water park. But the pricing currently is from $88... $200. One person told me that on their cruise, it was $250 per person. And that's per person for a full day pass at the Thrill Water Park. And what we noticed going to Coco Cay last time is they're not there very long. So I think we pulled in at 8. Yep. I think it was uh, 
gangway was cleared at eight. I think yeah. we pulled in a little before that, and, and at eight we finally were able to get off. And I think it was all aboard by four. Yep. So that's eight to four. It's eight hours. <clears throat> and when we went, what ship were we on? Which time? The first time we went, when we did the water park. The first time we were on Symphony. So when we went on the Symphony, remember what year it was? 2019. So 2019, we went to Coco Cay. Perfect day at Coco Cay. My first time ever being there. You had been there before it was perfect day. Yep. We took that cruise specifically to go to Coco Cay. Yep. We did the water park. We did. I think you paid... Do you remember how much you paid? I want to say it's between forty-five to fifty dollars a person, and I was I thought it was less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, for both for of both. us. I'm st- I'm and gonna say there was ninety maybe for both. I don't remember. And exactly. we did a half day. Yep. Right. So less than a hundred bucks for both of us for a half day. Um, we picked the early part of the day. Yeah. So we got off, and we had eight to twelve or or whatever it was. And at that time perfect day had just been perfect date like they had just opened it back up a few months before that and it was not even done like it was like i would say it was probably a third i don't think the balloon was going of what they have there was a lot yeah which was which cracked me up because they were advertising this and this this massive impressive island and you could only access like a third of it and the best part was when you got up really up high on these water slides, you could see how unfinished yeah. it was. You saw all the construction. You saw, construction, you saw all the you're debris. Like, okay, this isn't perfect at yeah. all. <laughs> so and we, we went and we had a really great time. Yeah. We rode almost every single slide they had in the half day that we were there. There were hardly no lines. Maybe it was because we did the early part of the day. Mm-hmm. They had lockers that you could lock your stuff up for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have to worry about that. We, the Thrill Water Park is split up into two water slide towers. So there's a tower in the front, a tower in the back. We opted to go to the tower in the back initially because we saw everybody was going to the tower in the front. So the tower in the back had no lines, up and down, up and down, up and down, did all the slides. Cool. Went to the one up front, up and down, up and down, up and down, did all the slides. Great. We were able to get it all in. It was good. But even at that time, at 40 some dollars a person, and and we were living in Florida at that time. Mm -hmm. So access to water parks in florida they're everywhere yeah right i mean even within an hour of our home we had you know a water park that was substantially greater than oh yeah the thrill water park and i think for a year it was like 65 dollars for an annual pass like the whole year we were really questioning did we get taken by royal caribbean yeah because it's so much just for one day i couldn't imagine paying two hundred dollars Per person. And and it's just the two of us. And it's just the two of us. That would be $400. And but if you have kids, I can't imagine. And as a parent, even if you do not ride the slides, you still have to pay that to get yeah, in. Yeah, you have to pay because to get it in. Because it is a ticketed entrance. It is is walled off. It's fenced off. You can't mm-hmm. get into it unless you have a ticket. You, you scan to get in. Um, you scan to get out. That's insane. Yeah, even if you're not like a family of four, you're looking at 800 bucks just to go to the water park. Now, if you do the full day, it's going to take up your whole day, and that's comparable to what you would pay on short excursions on a different island. Mm -hmm. But even outside of the water park, there are used to be you could only go to used to be the snack shack was only in the water park. That's where they have like the chicken sandwiches and the um, funnel cake, funnel cakes and stuff like that. 
that was like an enticing thing because mm-hmm. it was good, right? We yeah, had it. It was, it really was great. It was delicious. Well, now the snack shacks are, they have some outside of the water park. Yep. You can go to them <clears throat> and that's included. That's free outside of the water park. But when you begin to look at the cost of, of things on that island, if you want to go to an overwater cabana, that's a thousand bucks a day. Yep. You want to go to the water park, depending on how many people you are, it's 200 bucks a person. You want to go do the balloon, that's like a hundred and some dollars a person. You want to do the zip line, it's a hundred and some dollars per person. And to talk about it, the zip line is like a three minute long. It's real disappointing. Yeah. I do the one in Labity instead of that one. Yeah. Like you, if a, if a family of four to really experience Coco Cay, <clears throat> it could be two to three thousand dollars more just for that one day. That's insane. That's crazy because Royal Caribbean's the family line, right? They're the ones they advertise yeah, as they to drive to the bank with <laughs> your family's money. Yeah, that's what they're advertising to, though. Is the ones with kids and you know young families. They're the whole thing on Icon is they have the whole neighborhood now specifically for kids and young families. So that's really what they're advertising to, because I don't think a family would go to Coco Cay. How are you going to tell your kids, okay, no, you can't go to this giant water slide over here that you can see right when you get off the ship? That's going to be real hard to explain. That is all done intentionally. Exactly. Royal Caribbean knows what they're doing. They do. They know that, and again, we don't have kids. We don't have kids, but we do have nieces and nephews that we've traveled with. If they see that, they're going to either want to go, or if they're not going to go, you're going to have to have a good reason why. You're not going. Exactly. You can't miss it. No. It's not hidden. No. You can Anywhere see it from you the go ship. on the island, you can <laughs> see it. Um, they, it so th- there are ways that you can Coco K for free. Yeah, and we've had a great time Coco right? Kaying for free. But so with our, kids, it's gonna be real hard. Our second visit to Coco K was on the Wonder. No, that was our third visit. Was it? Oh, yeah. Harmony. Harmony of the Seas. That was in twenty. I don't remember the year. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Twenty two. We opted to do the jet ski excursion. Yeah. So we still spent money. Mm-hmm. And I think we paid a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. That was for a driver and a rider. Which is funny because they make you pay like thirty bucks for somebody that's riding with you. Whatever. Anyway. Um, I've got opinions on that. Substantially more than like MSC's jet skis are. Mm-hmm. Same price at Labity because we did it at Labity as well because we went to both islands on that cruise, which was super cool. Yeah. It sucked. It took up three hours of our day. I regret it every day. <laughs> right? But even if you just want to, like, rent a snorkel, I think they charge you, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you want to... You want to paddleboard around or yeah. canoe around, it's, like, 60 bucks. Like, it's insane. And but the 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 catch there is you are stuck. You have no other option to do other than what they give you. So you can go to like South Beach is the adults only area. No, um, there's a part of the island that I think is adults only, right? There is. I'm not sure. Anyways, you can go to South Beach. There's activities there. There's volleyball. There's basketball. There's there's different things to do. So you can do Coco Cay for free if you like to sit around. And lounge on the beach, which I guess like what Royal Caribbean is playing on with the water park is that 
they're assuming most of these people, most of their their cruisers are traveling from other areas. They're not, you know, from Florida. They don't have access to the water parks like we do in Florida. Right, they don't have access so they're, to the beaches. they're willing to pay the additional cost to experience these things because it may be the one time of the year they get to go. But if you want to sit at the beach, that's free. If you want to, you know, eat at the buffet, that's free. Be careful. There are restaurants on Coco Cay that do cost money. Yep. Um, there's a swim-up bar, which is fantastic. You just got to fight your way through the crowds yeah. to get there um, or make friends with somebody and watch them get really drunk and then they fall off their chair and then you can <laughs> get on their chair. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of great things to do that are free. Um, it is a confusing island. It's very easy to get lost on the island. Mm-hmm. And, but anything that you want to do outside of just sitting around and or getting in the water, it's going to cost you money. Yeah, even if you just bar hop, you're going to have to either pay per drink or you're going to have to have the package. It's like, you know, the base price is high now and everything at it is high. I I haven't seen how much they're charging for the drink package on Icon or Star, but I'm sure it's not cheap. Uh, And, of course, you know, these cruise ships have... The coolest bars and the most bars. Well, Icon has a swim-up bar. Yeah, on, on the, the ship. ship. So you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm either going to pay per drink, which is probably, what, $13, $14 a drink? Yeah, for a cocktail. For a cocktail. Beers are like 8 9 bucks. Yeah. Or you're going to buy the drink package. Either way, you're going to be spending a lot of money. And I would like to think that they're not going to scalp the price of the drink package. I hope not. Because let's be honest, they have more people on the ship. Yeah. Um. There's more people to like buy it, I guess, or, yeah. or drink it or whatever. But one of the things that <clears throat> I think is leading to increase of pricing too also is the casinos don't seem as busy. Mm. And I think for Royal Caribbean, like the casinos where they make a lot of their money, like Disney, that's why Disney cruises are so expensive because they don't have a casino. Right. And I think you know, the younger generation they're attracting isn't spending the money in the casinos. And that's probably driving the prices up. Right. Because they've got to compensate for that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Some of these other lines, the older lines, they, they still have the casino revenue. They're still able to utilize that to, you know, compensate for the price of the cruise. <clears throat> I think Royal's just suffering a little bit in that space. But, you know, that it, it really, this conversation, summing it up with, you know, is the price getting out of hand? And and I would say that it absolutely is getting out of hand. Yeah, there's no need for the prices to be that high. Even with all the things that we just talked about, with all of the reasons, with all of the 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 what you get for it. I mean, it, when when I look back at at some of the other ships, like for example, you know, looking at May of next year, mm-hmm. right? May, June, July. That is prime cruise season. Summer, kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. that's when most parents can take vacation because they don't have to take the kids out of school. Harmony of the Seas, which isn't that old of a ship. It's just a few years old now. Yeah, we were on it, and it was amazing. You're looking at about $700 a person compared to, I would say that 3000 ish price you've got for Icons probably summer. Yeah. So it is like... I think it was spring break, actually. Now okay, about it. Yeah. right. So, so even better. Yeah. Right? You're looking at three to four times the price. So if you want to get the best bang for your buck, stay the hell away from Icon and Star. Yeah. If you're trying to go on a family vacation, 
absolutely go for one of the Oasis class ships. The one of the older ones too. Yeah, they're great ships. They're amazing. you're gonna get a similar experience that you would get even on the Wonder of the Seas. Mm-hmm. Better entertainment. Um, but if you, you think about do- it, so on Icon, right? They have the Aqua Dome is their big thing. You're st- you still have an Aqua Theater on the Oasis class ships. Yeah, with well, the most recent images we've seen of it. Because somebody posted right, we footage saw. from inside of the actual ship, not just a generated image, like actual video footage. And it was footage. cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool, but it's the same exact it's, thing yeah. that you got it's outside. Just in the it's front. just inside. It's in the front. And I think there's like a hole that water shoots down from the top. Right. Which is cool. But is it really three to four times the price cool? It's. It depends. I think it depends on if you've done the Oasis classes before and you're tired of them. You want something new. I think it depends if you're a, if you're either limited to a budget or you have a, a large family that you're trying to take on a cruise. I think that icon and star pricing is probably just out of reach for some people. But I think you can get a lot of the same things on Oasis class, older Oasis, whether it's Harmony or Symphony, Allure, Oasis, even Wonders pricing isn't terrible. I was looking the other day. It's like $800, $900 per person. So what we're saying is that take three or four cruises on older ships. Yeah. And you don't have to go old. Like, we're not talking like early 2000s old. old. We're talking like built in 2010 and before. Great amenities, great activities, great things to do. You can just do two to three cruises for the same exact price that you would pay for one of these new cruise ships. Yep. And unfortunately, and I can't speak for it because I can't predict the future. I'm not, you know, can't do that. But I'm curious to see once these ships start sailing, if Royal Caribbean's shooting themselves in the foot. Because if you price yourself out of the market, then it could be the downfall of the success of that ship. Right. And I hate to see these new ships be labeled as a failure because I think they're incredible ships. I think they have a lot of really cool things to offer. I'm really, really pumped about how they've separated the kids area from the rest of the area. Oh yeah. They've, they have amazing features on them. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that does for the flow of the cruise ships. Getting around these big ships is a workout in itself. It is. You know, if you're, I said it in a different conversation, but, you know, like us in our last cruise, we stayed on deck 14. And every time we wanted a coffee, we either had to go fight the buffet, hoping that it was open, the coffee bar and the buffet was open, or we had to go all the way down to deck five, get it and come all the way back up. Yep. So I'm excited to see how they've laid out the ships. I'm excited to see how it works with the flow of people around the ships. And it could go two ways. It could be. Yeah, but there's so people many people now. get on there and they'll be like, this is the best layout ever. Everything flows <laughs> so well. Or you can get on there and be like, this setup sucks. Yep. And it doesn't work well at all. And it could go two different ways for them. So it'll be interesting to see once people actually start sailing on these ships, how it ends up going. So 50-ish days until the icon comes out. Start of the sea is summer of next year. No, summer of 25. Right? You got to make sure we're giving correct information out here. So, um, got a little bit of time before we're going to get some of these things answered and resolution come to all these. So, um, that's kind of it for us today. Uh, cruise news and booze, happy hour podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, this is our first episode, 
Um, this is episode. Oh, we forgot to mention what episode it was at the beginning. This is episode 12, 12 of the uh, Cruise News and Boost Happy Hour podcast. It's our first time transitioning away from video just to the audio format. Um, if you guys liked it, make sure you uh, leave us a review uh, down below. And if you like what you hear here, uh, check us out on YouTube at Cruise News and Booze. That's where we do all sorts of uh, cruising tips and tricks. We've got ship tours up there. We've got uh, commentary videos similar to this where we kind of give our thoughts and opinions on um, cruises that we've done in the past. And um, I think that's it. Molly, anything to close with? That's it for me. I hope you all enjoyed this, uh, you know, specifically voice only, <laughs> non-video a version of happy hour. Uh, we really enjoy doing this and just, just talking to you guys for a full hour. I know it's more long form, but uh, you're really getting our unedited views of things. So we, we really hope you enjoy it because we have fun making them. And uh, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.